The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. The Virgin Mary at Medjugorje just recently told us, May 25th, you little children are still far away, attached to the earth and to earthly things. And how do we as a people living in this material world accomplish what it is that God wants? This is Radio Wave Medjugorje, and joining us over the phone is our host, a friend of Medjugorje. Well, he just told us in Mariana's message that I'm continuously among you. And I think this is strange that she has to say this to us, except we're so distracted and there's so many things that's calling for our attention. But yet again, she has to tell us something that makes us understand that she's available, just as available as those you text, just as available as those who you're in contact with, just as available as those who you're in front of physically. That she's with us in a way that the world has never seen before, and that's rooted in the message. I'm going to give you messages as, as never before in the history of the world. She let us know in another message, I'll call, call me and I'll immediately come. She gave another message when she said, my eyes and my heart will still be here when I no longer appear. And that 
looks like a new efficacy for Our Lady, a new power to be amongst us. And why would that not be? Why would God let the, the, the deck be stacked against us with the devil and his prodigies and his endless assaults on our attention, continuously harvesting our thoughts? And so we see this, uh, again, this endless assault of the devil on everything we do, preoccupying our time, tying us up in vanities, as I said, do not waste time on vanities. And so we've got this, and so everybody wants to come to us and say, I'm here just as available as all the other things, but I'm quiet, I whisper, I'm gentle, I'm in my endless love, she says, meaning continuously among you because of my endless love. And in a lot of ways, it's a strange statement to say because we're not only in love, but we have to have so steeped in, in avoidance of God through a mission of ignoring God and our gratitude toward Him that we really must be abhorred in some ways the sinful lives we live by Our Lady. But she's overcoming that manless love. Of course, she knew Judas' fate. And when Judas walked with Jesus, we had to see and uh, realize a reason, at least, that Mary implored what he was going to do, and yet in her endless love she overcame that. How must we be now with this complete Judicized world, us included, against God the Father, and yet she loves us? So I'm continuously among you because of my endless love. What does this say about economics and our financial things? The things get in our way. We, we we are more idol worshippers and idolism than we were in the pagan days. And yet we're a Christian world, or at least was even just 10, 15 years ago. The whole world was influenced by Christianity. And now we're going away from that. We don't have Jesus as the first place. And so our lady said with that message, only knowledge of my, the love of my son. And we got yoga, we got Buddha. We've got Hinduism. We've got all these other religions now taking place of worship of God and worship of self, or transcendental meditation. meditation. And, and all this is a result of being wrapped up in things, which come, comes through economics or, or the love of money, which transfers to other things. Ruth, I know you've got a story to read. You live in a world where simplicity is in short supply. Think for a moment about the complexity of your life and compare it to the lives of your ancestors. Certainly, you are the beneficiary of many technological innovations, but these innovations have a price. In all likelihood, your world is highly complex. Consider the following. From the moment you wake up in the morning until the time you lay your head on the pillow at night, you are the target of an endless stream of advertising information. Each message is intended to grab your attention in order to convince you to purchase things you didn't know you needed and probably don't. Essential aspects of your life, including personal matters such as health care, are subject to an ever-increasing flood of rules and regulations. Unless you take firm control of your time and your life, you may be overwhelmed by a tidal wave of complexity that threatens your happiness. Is your life is yours a life of moderation or accumulation? Are you more interested in the possessions you can acquire 
or in the person you can become. The answers to these questions will determine the direction of your day and, in time, the direction of your life. If your material possessions are somehow distancing you from God, discard them. If your outside interests leave you too little time for your family or your Creator, slow down the merry go round, or better yet, get off the merry go round completely. Remember, God wants your full attention, and He wants it today. So don't let anybody or anything get in his way. You know, Paul Gervais said, All things are good, but all things are not good for me. And uh, Scripture says, Do everything in moderation. And if there's a world now we've gone overboard on everything, uh, this writing we just read says, Each message is designed to grab your attention. All these things are in contradiction to her. Each message of her, each word, nay, every letter of the word, just like the Scripture says about the Word, the Bible. Not a letter, not a word, not a letter, not a part of the letter will ever go away or be done away with, in other words. And so here is how he's coming giving us messages. And she is having a hard time grabbing our attention. And so she's trying to make us understand the vanity of vanities, uh, what that may be in our life, in particular those things we've already talked about last week or in the writing of... of, of um, June 2nd, uh, the God of education, but we have the, the God of the flesh, uh, the self-worship. Uh, all these things are, are grabbing our attention, and our lady's really having a hard time to penetrate. I've said it before, and I say it now. Our lady could not have come now and did the same thing she did when she did in 1981. The playing field of 1981 was still an archaic technology compared to what we are today. The technology in 81 wasn't captivating us. It wasn't continuously assaulting us. Television was, yeah. The grandfather of all this, the, the big got these things. But, but there again, we were still reachable. We still had a reasoning ability. Our reasoning ability is affected. Any kid below 16 that's getting on a computer, their thinking is either damaged or retarded or... or short-circuited. Research has shown that up to 16 years of age, you're still developing your, your, your way of thinking, the way you analytically look at things. And when you get on a computer before that, it affects that circuitry. It affects that process of how you come to your conclusions, that this thing forms your conclusions in a way that's different. And so it happened at 15, it happens at 10, but once you're 16, you're over that side of it. You know, you've developed how, you, how your, your thought process, your thinking, how you come up with your answers are there. Uh, we don't let our kids, in the, we're very high-tech in our mission. Of course, we have no home computers. But we allow them only after 16 to even be look, working on these computers if they're working in the mission or processing or something or taking phone calls uh, for the computers. Uh, we're very guarded on that. Uh, the other thing is we don't have them in our homes because we don't want to be preoccupied with it. And so you, if you have them in homes, you have to be very disciplined. Do everything in moderation. You know, Our Lady never fasted like we fast. You said what? No. From what we understand, the saints tell us she didn't fast on Wednesday and Fridays like we fast. She didn't fast on that day on bread and water. Maybe she did some. We don't know. But what the scriptures, or not scriptures, but what the saints tell us, and the mystics tell us that Our Lady always ate in moderation. 
hey, I'd rather fast. <laughs> Suppose you really like something, and you, you cut it down to one hole that you would eat, you cut it down to only a quarter. Not a half, not three quarters, but you're so moderate in what you eat, you're very limited in what you ate. Try doing that all your life. It's much easier to fast. She never went in excess, and she never went in completeness. She was always under that, according, again, to the mystics. But this is how we're supposed to live, and we do this in a society what we consume, and we know the things that we acquire, and those things we, we, we gather. <clears throat> I saw the other day a guy on the streets, a homeless guy, stopped at a red light with a bicycle and had his back of his bicycle packed with things. You know, we, we only accumulate more things. And here's a homeless guy with that, and on the back of that was attached another cart with more things stacked up on it. And as a homeless guy, he had a lot of stuff. On the back of that was a third cart, a two-wheel cart. He pulled with that. This thing was like 15 feet long. <laughs> it looked like 20 feet long, like a little train. And some of the youth was with us. They laughed. Look at, look at that. You know, because it was an oddity. But it shows our human nature of always accumulating things. Uh, <clears throat> certainly he had less things than we probably have in a couple of three of our kitchen cabinets. But it was also a sign of, of contradiction, you know, not only to indict us, but if you're homeless, what are you, what, what are you going to do with all these things? Where You can't plug nothing in. So, you know, we don't know his story. We can't judge him. We don't know if he was moving and setting up another camp someplace. But nevertheless, it, it, it speaks to us. Everything's a message. And what's the message society's feeding us today? Do we need everything we have? Do we need to go buy what we're buying? Do we have to buy a new car every time we turn in just to keep a new car? Oh, from a practical standpoint, you're in companies and you know that 2.8 years, cars start causing or trucks start causing you to repair them. You just better to change them out and keep doing it. That's one thing. But do we do we personally need that? Just because you have the money, do you spend it? I tell you, there's going to be a lot of people there out there that had the money to set up what we spoke about it before a whole little village, little cottages that would grow food, and and the investment would be for the the one who had the money, that they, in turn, could be fed by the people they allow to live free on the cottages. It's, it's, we say free. They're, it's not free. They're, their labor, their work, will feed the person that, that funded that. That's investment. If you secure your future that way, you've got a prayer place, you're in prayer. This is, this is life. This is what God expects. This is what God wants. And... Yeah, people say, well, you can't say what God's will is. I, I can never tell anybody what God's will is for them. What we can say is the message is showing that we're going to change life radically the way we know it. And because of that, we better be in tune with it. Now, what's God's direct wills and directions? Our lady just told this to Mary Honor. What is it that God wills? God, um, Therefore, my children, do not waste time on vanities. Only knowledge of the love of my son can save you. <clears throat> and so... She goes on and talks about is what God God God's design is for you, and His will. So we have to be looking for that and praying for that. Frank, are you there? Yeah, it's always been somewhat amazing to me that um, people that have large amounts of money in in virtual paper accounts, and it it really is virtual paper accounts. Everything's systemic and tied together, and the money mani- manipulators you know, hold uh, some of these things up so the whole thing doesn't collapse. And how, how simple it would be to 
to transfer that into what our, you know, grandfathers and what people have done throughout the centuries, biblical uh, people like Abraham, to put it into land and animals and to put it into physical things. But particularly in these times, when we have global fiat money, we have abominable practices that give us a negative replacement generation, knowing that these things are just ink on paper. There, there's nothing real to the, the 401k accounts or um, they're propped up with derivatives. And by the same token, silver is being sold with virtual paper silver, and the price isn't real. We know at least 100 times as much virtual paper silver is sold as physical silver exists. And most people are, are too busy or too um, boggled down with things to, to really hear or understand this. But it, it's a very simple. It's simple. Uh, real things that you can use are what you need to be in, not in a... Um, in a herd that's that's going to panic out of paper. And uh, so in, in the simplicity and the peace that people feel, when they've done this, they've transitioned it, they say, I can't believe how peaceful it is. I don't open it, you know, or put a statement in the drawer because I'm scared to open it or, you know, be concerned or, you know, listen to the news to find out, you know, where the Dow is. And it's just simple. It's something real, it's something tangible, it's something that's purchased many times more than what it does today as far as silver transitionally. And then, like you say, people can build build cottages and build community and, and, and buy land and transi- transition this into a way of life that, uh, that Our Lady's showing us, that um, certainly Caritas is an example of. We do. Everyone can come, come see this July 1st through the 5th. It's always been amazing to me to be in in community since the, the first time I went and uh, you know really encourage people to take advantage of the this time of grace well it's it's uh, we, we did this in the sense that not planning to do it we fell into it we began to pray and I laid out for community and I had the means to do what I did and God opened the doors for, for more of the same and, and it evolved into that it's not like People say, well, it's too late for me. Everything's going down. Everybody understands it now. But it's easier now to see the physical realities that tell you something's wrong, something's not going to work, the economy's not going to continue. So these physical realities support the spiritual. We did it in a blind way. Or I, when I began, it was just through prayer. I saw it 25, 30, 40, actually 35 years ago, 40 years ago, I was making plans. And so you say, well, I'm in debt now, and it's too late for me to do that. I don't make enough money to get out of debt. Well, what kind of decisions could you have made 30 years ago that you wouldn't be in debt today if you start walking these things? And you begin now. That's why I keep saying don't think it's too late. They're children today. Because even if you're caught, not completely where you want to be, you've already started that path, and there's grace associated with that. I always remember that. Your good will say, I've messed up, I've done this, I've spent so previously. Live frivolously in my in my spending and, and my, not live moderately or within my means, you know. But the fact you change and do that, and start living moderately, to quit living superficially, and and start making means to be out of debt. Then we have to trust on what they said that uh, when things were so dark, in the message she taught it was November twenty fifth, two thousand and ten to Maria. If I'm not mistaken about 
the darkness and Maria said, never my ladies talk this way to me. It was a more of a Mariana-type message, but then a lady ended saying, God will take care of everything. But that what's necessary for that is to start now to get out of debt. Even if you think things are so bleak, I'll never make it out. You start living moderately, getting things in order, getting your credit cards, getting rid of that junk, and start living within your means and, and a plan to start getting out of that, then God graces that. And from there, he may have to bring you manna from heaven. But the, what's important now is to set out, S-E-T, set out with a lady. She says, set out with me. If you do that, you can know at least you're in peace, like Frank was just mentioning. And, and there's nothing going to, better than going to bed at night knowing you're within your means and you're making headway. There's nothing better at night that suppresses even that path than to be out of debt and go to bed at night knowing you owe nobody nothing. It's a beautiful feeling. And that's one of the things that people move in the community care house. They say, wow, this feels so good. I don't, have to have, I don't have to have a wallet on me every day. I don't have to have a dollar in my pocket. You know, everything's right here. We, we, you know, you've got to have money to go out. You've got to buy gas. It's always continuously drained throughout the day. The way structure society is there to take away everything you've got. And here you have a lot of means, and you're able to pay for these things. It's a continual drain throughout the day as you go. And so we got plastic cards now that people we don't we don't use because uh, as as person we don't have those things. We don't have any um, debt. And when people come into the community, they they feel so free for the first time. They're out of the way this drain continually goes against you, and they've never been. You know, the crime is. Some people had to wait two years to get a community because they had to pay us some debt. And to wake up every day, they say, they, you know, it wears off after a while. You get used to it. We've been living this way for, I've been on this path for, since teenage years, not to go in debt. And, and so I'm used to it. But the freshness of the honeymoon of that can last years like, wow, I can breathe. I'm free. So why would you not want those things? And this is what I was trying to get to do. I'm entangled in the world and entangled and connected only to God. And finances are very much part of that. You have to get your control of this, even if you can't think, or even if you think it's impossible to do so at this moment. You've got to begin. You've got to live moderately. You can't take three-quarters of what you'd like, one-half of what you like. Take a quarter of what you can. Live within that. What you have is what you have. With those things on this bicycle, with this homeless guy, that's what he had, that's what he had. The next guy has nothing. The next guy doesn't have a bicycle. So it's all relative to what you have. But live poor, even if you're of uh, upper middle class or middle class. If you're rich, live very moderately. And think about building your little village. I'm not talking about somebody getting architect and plans. I'm talking about you pray through it, boots on the ground development. Don't lay it on paper. Lay it in prayer. That's where it comes from. I know we're about out of time. Is there anything you may, Frankie, want to add anything to that? Yeah, I just think it may have been by way of inspiration that that in terms of the physical price of silver, it, it looked to me, and I said to a friend on uh, the 31st of May, that I think this was a gift from God to Our Lady because we got the, the big decline. We had more days under 30 in May than we had since January of 2011. The dollar's as high as it's been since September of 2010, and the world is just going to find better value than the dollar here. 
and and particularly the, the metals. Um, this is a this is a global market, and so we've seen two huge updates in um, in silver last Friday and then Wednesday. So at some point, this market is going to turn, and and these these huge discounts uh, will be a thing of the past. So if you're able to take advantage of this, I tell everybody to get out of paper with a sense of urgency. Uh, call us, and um, you know we can talk about uh, what the best way is to get out of paper into physical, tangible things, yeah. particularly Jay, the Frank, miraculous bottle. Go and give your contact number, Frank. Yeah, you can call us toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can uh, talk to us online uh, by emailing us at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. And our website is globalsilverinvestors.com. Okay. Ray, as you got any announcements before we go? Um, nothing except that uh, July 1st through the 5th is uh, actually uh, a month away from now. Uh, the event will actually be over with. So if you have not made plans to be here with Our Lady, uh, this is a, an event that's more important than any other event taking place this year. There's no election that's going to do for our nation what this event is going to do for our nation. So again, make your plans July 1st through the 5th to be here at Caritas in the presence of Our Lady to be blessed with you and your family. And add to that, the sense of pilgrimage throughout Christianity has been a significant thing in the spiritual life. And if you're entangled and you have more than you can handle, you're in debt. Uh, you have difficulties to do what you have to. You can camp free. Go, go to Walmart, save up by a $100 tent. Do whatever you have to do. Because you need all the power you can get. He says there's particular graces available during the moment of the apparition. And I can tell you, to experience through so many thousands of people we've dealt with who's gone to Medjugorje and taken to the Medjugorje, that there's particular graces available, pilgrimage into Medjugorje, or pilgrimage in here to Car- or there at Caritas, than there is if you just stay home. People say, well, I can pray anyway. That's true. People say, well, uh, our ladies everywhere. That's true. Jesus is everywhere. But why do you go to Mass? What do you feel at the Eucharist? Or what kind of grace do you get if you don't feel it? You get something. You know, you make the effort. I lady gave a message that says, thank you for those, despite snow or wind and rain, who have come to Mass. You know, a pilgrimage is the same way. To make a trek, to be in prayer, to be in five days of prayer, walk on the grounds in prayer, that something happens. And if you've got to make that for the intention that you want to come for, could be getting out of debt. It could be healing of your family. It could be healing of a marriage. It could be healing of of, of whatever it may be that you need, even financial, because it's a sickness. We have the disease of materialism. Are they spoken about that? And so you come for those things, and by doing so, there is extraordinary graces available. And I can say there's nothing in the United States of America that compares to this anywhere you can go to, anywhere. There's something available. Our Lady's given us really a gift, Medjugorje in the Americas. And perhaps she wanted it in this hemisphere. But she established something there at Caritas that we didn't expect in the bedroom of the field of appar- the bedroom of apparitions and the field of apparitions. Thanksgiving Day, giving something connotating something uh, with America. And America is unique. It's set up uniquely with war on both sides. We're praying for our nation, and that comes through the healing of the family, because all nations are made up of family. So I want to encourage you to tell others and speak about it. We're traveling right now. We're going to come so many people that the opportunity works out, works out to talk to these people, and and uh, they're really 
we get brochures, we're giving away buses as we, we travel, and they are very grateful for this. Some people have been Medjugorje people, just out of fluke, they, we don't turn for some reason. Nevertheless, we're out of time. So we wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.